<clears throat> Welcome, everyone. Good afternoon. Today is July 8th, 2019, and this is the Triangles Meditation Group weekly webinar. The purpose of this webinar is twofold, and surely threefold if we want to make it a true triangle. It's one to introduce the work of triangles to those people who are new to this work and to aid them in the forming of triangles, and also to provide a platform for those of us who are already members of triangles to come together each week and participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the triangles network. And because we know that triangles is close to the heart of the hierarchy, therefore close to the great world teacher who stands at that heart of hierarchy, and that it is an activity supported by those inner workers, that we could, with all good conscience, include them in the third part of our triangles, because triangles does provide a portal, a planetary collective portal through which hierarchical energies can flow. So we welcome our triangular, triangular activity each week. Triangles is a visualization technique, an esoteric technique, using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. We might always ask ourselves in these challenging times, what can we do to more fully serve to aid the unfolding of human consciousness. And certainly, triangles is an activity that could appeal to a large mass of people. And so the only way that things spread is, as you know, through word of mouth, through social media, through holding a lighted point within consciousness, whereby the work grows in magnetic strength and potency. So it's really up to us and it is something we can contribute to. The work is simply the establishing of lines of lighted loving communication between three people who agree to vivify that triangular link every day. We agree with two others to build a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. And then the triangle which we form is placed within the larger planetary network of triangles of all the other participants. And as the network is visualized as a golden lighted triangular grid, as you might see here on your screen, we sound the great invocation, a world prayer, and a vehicle through which these energies of light and goodwill are released into the atmosphere and can awaken all those who are responsive to spiritual stimulation. The triangle's work need only take a few minutes each day, and therefore realistically it can be fit into even the busiest of schedules. So if you respond to this work and would like to learn more about it, you can go to our website, triangles.org, or to our Facebook page, Triangles Meditation Group on Facebook. Uh, and you can find Triangles Partners through those means, or you can simply post your name in the chat box here, and hopefully two other people will um, be able to link up with you. Mm. Some people say they're not able to see the slides. I hope that's not the case for everyone. <clears throat> so today we have a special guest. Uh, people are saying they can't see the slides. Mm. Okay. 
let's see. Excuse me. Let's see. Trying to get the slides back. Hopefully, that will happen. Hmm. Not sure what's wrong here. Hmm. Okay. Not sure if you see the slides now. Yes, okay, great. Sorry about that. Not sure what was going on. All right. So we have a special guest. Uh, apologies for the delay. Um, Wayne Sturba. He has presented one other time before. Wayne's a longtime student of the Ageless Wisdom teachings. And so we look forward to hearing from you, Wayne, after the meditation. So as we always do, let's begin with a brief visualization, followed by the sounding of the mantra on your screen. Let's link with each other and lift our consciousness to the plane of mind. Now let's look out over the world, seeing it as one of light, with here and there points or centers of intensified light. See the, see the energies of this network of light pulsating to the rhythm of human aspiration. Regard yourself within the planetary network as a channel among many channels, transmitting the energy of the spiritual hierarchy.
Imagine the potent love energy pouring through the network of light, stimulating the many points and centers of energy. Transforming the pulsation of energy into the rhythm of the planetary heartbeat. Radiance are we and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. This is a image that was made by a co-worker, Francis Donald. Uh, and he used this to represent the sign of cancer, the sign which we're working with now, the sign of the opposite polarity to the festival week. So I think it's important for us to pay attention to the energies at this time, especially because, as we mentioned last week, this is an eclipse period. Uh, a week from now, we'll be working with the lunar eclipse at the full moon. And a week or so ago, we worked with the powerful solar eclipse, also in the sign of Cancer. So this sign is highlighted, but most importantly highlighted because it is, as I said, um, giving us a real ability to merge with the energy of Capricorn which um, will be, we are preparing for the great festival week that occurs every seven years from December 21st to 28th. And we are told, um, as we often mention in the teachings of esoteric astrology, that one of our tasks as those who work with um, the more subjective undercurrents of all of the signs of the zodiac is to make a bridge uh, to the opposite sign. To not see it, therefore, as an opposite, but really to see it as these signs as two parts of one whole. And we're given a rather interesting technique uh, with which to bridge the two signs, and that is through the mediatorship of the sign of Gemini. In the, in the esoteric astrology, we're told that all of the opposites can be brought together through the influence of this mediating energy. So there's always a triangle formed in the heavens, making the opposites into a, a trinity and therefore enabling the work of triangles and the, its relationship to the plan for our planet come into heightened uh, spiritual stimulation. So always remember that sign of Gemini. And he does say that when the sun is in the sign of Gemini or the sign of Sagittarius, you might well ask, well, what do we do then? And we're told that to work with the energy of Pisces at that time. So, <clears throat> with, these bridging, uh, with this bridging idea, 
in mind and with the idea, embracing the idea in our consciousness of what cancer might mean for our planetary life, what, what this period in the annual cycle might bring to us. It is decidedly a feminine, in, a feminine energy. It helps us to remember the importance of the home, be it our spiritual home, which is within the ashram and within our ashramic affiliations, our groups. It enables us to live there more fully, building that lighted house, which is the keynote of cancer. It also reminds us of our uh, responsibility towards the children of the world, towards protecting them in contrast to the more material aspects of the lower dispensation of Cancerian, of Capricornian energy, which is more related to the masculine side of this duality with power, with political systems. If we put too much of a focus, which our world seems to do on that half of the equation, we all too often forsake the um, more subtle and gentler energies of this water sign. Let's now work together in meditation, using the opportunity of this time to move within. Let's come together as a group. linking in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light, with all others throughout the world who are working as we are in this Triangles meditation group. invoke this spiritual will sound the affirmation of the will in the center of the will of God I stand not shall deflect my will from his I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network.
hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. with the world teacher who stands at the center of the spiritual hierarchy. Hold the mind open and receptive to the inpouring energy of love. Visualize light and goodwill circulating around the triangles from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's pause to consider the work to be done by the words 
that will be poured out. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. <clears throat> Thank you, and we should also st extend a warm welcome to those who are joining us on Facebook Live. And we've, I believe, also shared um, this live broadcast to our Meditation at the Full Moon page. So welcome to any of you who are joining in that manner, and be, please feel free to post any comments or questions you might have. So now, Wayne... Uh, We'll move over to you. Let me unmute you. And uh, we look forward to hearing you. Okay, welcome, Wayne. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, is my volume up good enough for you? Yes. Okay, great, great. Hello, everyone. It is good to be with you. My goal today is challenging for us all. I will attempt to relate the esoteric science of triangles to some quantum research. I will use what I hope is not from an article in Scientific American Magazine in 2008. The theme of that article is a theory known as causal dynamical triangulation. I have I have been quite smitten with the name of this theory since I first read about it in its developmental stages, which was about 2004. However, neither then nor I do I fully comprehend the details. Nevertheless, its attraction to me is as follows. Causal. The soul works through the causal body. 
dynamical. The will is dynamic in quality. It comes into action initially with the construction of the antikarana, that bridge in consciousness across the mental planes, whereon the causal body of the soul is located. Triangulation. The soul is called triangles in the secret doctrine, and triangles is our reason for meeting at these webinars. The Tibetan tells us that, quote, the world of meaning is a world in which the soul lives and moves with intention and understanding. Intimately linked to the world of meaning is, I think, the law of analogy, to which the, the Tibetan refers. The value of analogy to learning is explored in a book titled Surfaces and Essences, Analogy as a Fuel and Fire of Thinking. The authors give substantial evidence that analogy is the way humans learn best and quickest. Learning leads to understanding and ultimately to the world of meaning. Analogy keeps our individual free, however, to accept or reject. I hope to deepen y'all's appreciation of the practicality of co-participation in this esoteric science of triangles, so close to the heart of hierarchy. Many of you are no doubt familiar with many of the Tibetan statements about triangles. Nevertheless, as a prelude to presenting the information on causal dynamical triangulation, I want to review a few of his quotes about triangles. These quotes present esoteric concepts, concepts particularly analogous to causal dynam dynamical triangulations. That's a mouthful. Try to hold these concepts <laughs> in your mind once we leave the Tibetan quotes in bridge to the article. The whole science of triangles relates entirely to subjective energies as they condition the consciousness. The plan is dynamic substance providing the content of the reservoir of thought upon which one can draw. The plan constitutes or is composed of the substance in which the members of the hierarchy consistently work. The plan is substance. It is essentially substantial energy. Recipients of the desired impressions must become sensitive to this substantial energy. As the work of triangles grows and the network spreads all over the earth, the downpouring of a, the, the idea of a downpouring of light and goodwill can be looked for. Nothing can prevent the appearance of the expected results, for the eternal law holds good. The formation of the triangles of light and goodwill is essentially the manipulation of the energy into a desired thought pattern. Every human thought, whether the potent mass thoughts or individual dynamic ideas, must eventually emerge objectively on the physical plane. This is an, an, this is an inevitable and unalterable rule, and due consideration of this law, which governs mental substance, will show the danger of wrong thought but also the power of right thought. With the above concepts in mind, let's wade in with a deep breath and as gently as we can to causal dynamical triangulation. Quantum theory and Einstein's general theory of relativity are famously at loggerheads. Physicists have long tried to reconcile them with only limited success. This new approach introduces a novel way to apply existing laws to individual particles of time-space. The particles fall into place of their own accord like mole molecules in a crystal. This approach shows how four-dimensional space-time as we know it can emerge dynamically from more basic ingredients. Causal dynamical triangulation is a modern version of the Euclidean, that is, basic geometrical approach. It approximates space and time as a mosaic of triangles, which have a built-in distinction between space and time. To determine how space sculpts itself, physicists first need a way to describe its shape. They do so using triangles and their higher dimensional analogs, a mosaic of which can readily approximate a curved shape. When constructing shapes from triangles, the authors have, authors have discovered that
Hello, Wayne. I seem to not be able to hear you. Hello, Wayne. Hello, Wayne, can you hear me now? Hello, Wayne? Yes, I'm here. Okay, the internet seemed to have dropped, and I think that was my, in our end. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, that's okay, I had a couple of warnings that come up. That was, was, was kind of <laughs> confusing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay, are we back on? Uh, well, let me see from the chat box. People can let us know if we're back. Okay, yeah. So, okay, sorry about that. Yes. <laughs> That's okay. What was that cause? <laughs> uh, mercury retrograde. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, so I think we left off with defining what is causality. Okay. Is that correct? Can we get some feedback from some of the participants? I think that's probably okay. good. What is causality? Causality is the principle that events occur in a specific temporal sequence of cause and effect, rather than as a haphazard jungle. Jumble, excuse me. What this means is that without inserting causality, researchers' computations do not render a world as we see it and know it from quantum substance. They end up with a haphazard jumbled world. In the author's approach, the distinction between cause and effect is fundamental to nature rather than a derived property. When physicists add the rule that adjacent triangles must have, let me start all over, when phys physicists add the rule that adjacent triangles must have a consistent notion of time so that cause and effect are unambiguously distinguished, the outcome is a four-dimensional space-time that looks tantalizing like our universe. In closing, the Tibetan tells us, tells us that the fission of the nucleus of the atom in the past few years is the outer sign or demonstration that humanity has encompassed the divine mind. This seems to me to be a reference to the quantum world, at least in its lowest aspect. Much of the work associated with fission science was and is related to quantum mechanics, that world which undergirds the physical world in which we live and move and have our being. That divine mind surely is the substance from which the hierarchy draws, and the network of triangles can be the impressed distributor of that substance. Through our service in triangles, we are initiating a network effort at what the Agni Yoga, teacher, Agni Yoga teachings call co-measurement. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. It's really good that you bring in some of the... Uh scientific correlations with this scientific work in which we're involved. It's, it's well, I, I, I deleted a, a sentence that, that, I, that said it would probably blow some concrete scientist's mind. They'd hate it when, when esotericists associate any science with uh, their, their discovery, so to speak. Yeah. And there's, we're not, I'm not looking at detail. I like, I look, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's analogy. You know, yes. I, I think that, Science does have a part to play in revealing. I think somewhere the Tibetan tells us that. Yes. But it, it's not going to do it in your face, at least not yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of the audience is um, asking for a copy of the talk. So um, my coworker, Michael, will upload that when he gets a chance. If, did you send it to oh, us? Yeah. Oh, I, I need to, I'm just about done. I, I needed to make a few more changes, but it will oh. be soon get off of here. Okay. So, editing. <laughs> okay. Then we're going to have to um, to get a copy of that talk. You'll have to go to the tri Triangles Meditation Group page, or to the Triangles blog. In a couple of days, it'll be uploaded there. 
Okay. And so now we're entering the final phase of our webinar, which is the time for you to ask any questions you might have or to post any comments you might have, or you can do so by raising your hands also by clicking on your name in the participants box if you have anything you'd like to share that way. <clears throat> Um, you can see the chat box, right, Wayne? Can yes, you? I sure can. Okay. Okay. So uh, Michael's listing our Facebook page where you can find a copy of the talk. And did you see the comment above by Suzanne? Wayne? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Suzanne, um, hold on. They're moving so fast. <laughs> yeah. She says, bring it down to lay language, please. She's, can bring you it down to lay language, please. Whoa. <laughs> Um, how can I do that? Um, well, um, I think that when we, when we work and use our mental processes and our visualization, while we are not capable of doing what the spiritual hierarchy does, as a group, and this is, I think, the value of the network, as a group, we're able to accomplish more, if you will, the old adage, the, the whole is greater than some of its part. We're contributing our little link in the chain of the hierarchy's work to impress and to change the, the dynamics or the, uh, the etheric structures from the, the structure of squares, the network of squares, to the network of triangles. And essentially, think of such triangles That's why we brought up the idea of the soul as a triangle because it is the triangle that's essentially the soul that seeks to to impress the personality and to transform the personality elevate the personality okay so in past we've been communicating from strictly from the esoteric standpoint right now Suzanne in the past we've been dealing with communication via personalities the future is going to hold the the the, the uh, uh, preponderance or, or, or the dominance of, of soul, the triangles dominating the personalities. Now that's far off. Now, what does this mean in terms of the esoteric? Just, just that is that there's no bridge between. There's the, the reason that the two worlds have been at loggerheads, you know, is that quantum, the rules of quantum theory, gives us crazy things like the butterfly effect. Gives us crazy things like. Um, it's crazy to some people. Crazy things like non-locality, spooky act action at a distance. Well, all those things kind of like would define the soul, from my perspective. The soul is non-local. The soul is the spooky act at a distance, at least with regard to other souls. Okay, and all that, all that this, the, the analogy tries to show is that ooh, science is beginning to tap into something they don't know exactly what because they're concrete scientists. But there is a higher analog, if you were, or there's a higher um, uh, uh, structure, or what's the word I'm looking for, uh, uh, blueprint uh, that is on the level of the soul. Does that help any, Suzanne? I think it does. I think it does. I, I, if I, 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 what started me on this path many years ago. I remember talking to Steve Nation about this in New York. A book I came across that was my introduction to quantum world, which is extremely difficult to world. But the title of the book was called The Conscious Universe. Okay? And those people introduced me, those two authors introduced me to the quantum world, which is, I can read it today and still it boggles my mind. But just like, say, some of the more the, the, many of the, the Tibetan's books, you read it multiple times and you somehow your intuition grasps the substantial parts to it without and filters out the detail. Well, these two authors painted a picture and they had to, at the very end, had to say, well, we're not saying the world is conscious, the, the, the universe is conscious, but this is like, sort of like the Mueller report. <laughs> you know, it gives you all the stuff. <laughs> Basically, you have to take it from there. Okay. <laughs> and and, and no, no concrete scientist is going to do that, although I've seen a few things recently about it. 
you know. Um, and the beauty, and I will just say this and shut up, but the, the beauty of triangles is when you think of the soul, we also think of DK's, I do, think of DK's, when we seem to be overrun by some of the complexities, DK states the simplicity of the soul, again, simplicity of the triangle opens the door to Shambhala or into Shambhala. So um, I, I, I don't know. I hope that helped a little bit. Thank you. I'm going to, um, there's un, two hands raised, so I'm going to unmute John's uh, microphone first. Okay. Hello, John. Thank you, Kathy, and thank you, Wayne. I found your talk very insightful. Someone had asked, you know, how we apply this, and I would use the rule of correspondence. By that, we know that that which is above is mirrored and below. It seems that our quantum physicists, those that deal with time and the tiniest elements of matter, are now converging on this same idea of the triangle and the new emergent shape of the triangle as opposed to that of the square world in which we've lived in shows that as the outer world of matter looks more closely into the meaning, so too it mirrors our inner world of meaning as well. As above, so below. And I wanted to thank you, Wayne, for embarking on a talk like this at one of the more challenging times of communication, just when Mercury has gone retrograde, though we know that at such times, great truths can be revealed. And with that, I will return it to you. Thank you. All right, there's another comment by Ellie. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Ellie. Hi, thank you so much for this talk. I um, wanted to comment, um, actually, I'll, I'll build on um, what John just said about the law of correspondence. Um, I've been long fascinated by correlations between the Tibetans' body of work through Alice Bailey and also um, synergies with um, the Jane Roberts' work, albeit they're very different bodies of work. There are correlations. And one of them that fascinates me the most is, is the discussion of how matter emerges, where in um, the Seth material, not the, that titled book, but in the, that body of work, there's a long discussion of pyramid gestalts. Now, pyramids can have three faces or four, but nonetheless, the triangular shape is active. And um, the, the thrust of the theory is that uh, light emerges into this pyramid gestalt which begins to spin and from that light comes matter and if you based on the assumption that the soul also has i'm sorry the atom also has a soul the law of correspondences at play here it would stand to reason that three people working together could you know act like as you allude to sometimes in in our talks the um you know, we're each a, a cell or an atom in this triangle. And the the play of energies or the rotation of energies through that triangle, that invisible light, creates an emergence of, in our case, with our intent, goodwill. So there's a lot to this stuff. And, I mean, I think humans are only scratching the surface here. But that whole pyramid gestalt theory is really worth looking at. In, in relation to all of this. And thank you so much. This heady stuff, but it's really um, a, a good deep dive. So. Uh, I would like to say something that um, to give you, uh, we don't have, obviously we don't have any time to go into this, but I'll give you something to look all of y'all who are interested. Give please. you something to what? I said, please. Yes. Okay. Look up in um, on Wikipedia. Yep. Uh, it's called, the, the, the uh, adjective word uh, form of pyramid is pyramidal. Look up pyramidal tracks, T-R-A-C-T-S, in Wikipedia. Okay? Pyramidal tracks. It's related to pyramidal cells, okay, which are afferent and efferent, efferent cells, mm -hmm. okay? And the tracks are formed by, start from the head, go all the way down the, 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 the body. They are motor tracks 
Okay, they're called pyramidal tracts through the spinal, through the brain, actually down, down, uh, and and to the to the base of the spinal column. And um, there is an interesting image there that shows that the pyramidal cells. There's four higher layers of the cerebral cortex. Four of those. Uh, there's four layers. The pyramidal cells go up to just below the first layer of cells. Okay, and from then they run all the way down to your bottom of your spine. And then just read a little bit about pyramidal tracks, but it is uh, it is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> well, the, 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 the when, when, you, when you read it with an esoteric perspective, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, the centers of energy, I mean, it's purported that, um, you know, our chakras and um, by, you know, extending out to nadis and so forth, you know, that these centers are activated by invisible energy, you know, the, from the crown, ten, t t just count from 10 down, there's, you know, the, the, um, anyway, there's a lot, there's a lot of wonderful stuff, and um, just your talk raised some of this for me, it's years and years of, of trying to understand this, but again, we're only scratching the surface, I will definitely look at that, I mean, how does a cell emerge, how does a, an atom emerge, from seeming nothingness, you know? Um, we haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> okay, thank you. thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right, well, I think our time's just about up. Um, unless you have something else you would like to say, Wayne, as a conclusion? Oh, no, I think that, um, I think that, uh, that bit on parental Parameled tracks is, is enough to end with. <laughs> okay. All right. That was, let me spell. Someone's asking. I see Diana. I, 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 I put it in there, which I oh, okay, think good. I might have. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. I don't know if I spelled it correctly, but. Yes, you did. That's exactly okay. right. Thank you. Okay. All right. So. It doesn't end in K, it ends in T. T R A C T S. Okay. All right, okay. thanks so much, Wayne. And let's just end with a moment of silence to connect with Triangles workers and the Planetary Network as a whole. Thank you so much, and we'll see you all next time. Thank you for our Facebook friends. Bye-bye.